What's up, y'all? Um, welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I'm your host, Daniel the Flame. Um, I have never owned an Xbox in my entire life. I'm dead serious. I've never bought one. Now, I've played Xbox games. I've touched the controller before. And basically, them, them, them thick, <laughs> meaty controllers are just not my cup of tea. Um, one of the things that stopped me from getting the Xbox in the first place. But in along with like the Xbox Live, the Connect debacle, just a bunch of shit that just was never appealing to me towards the Xbox, and then a bunch of their games that just essentially weren't never appealing to me. Um, it never really made sense for me to ever get an Xbox. Now there have been a multitude of times where basically there were Xbox exclusive games, and I was like, damn, missing out on that. But now. Eh, you know, more so, you just wait a little bit, and then shit comes out anyway. I don't buy games when they first come out in the first place, so it never really bothers me. I mean, for the love of God, Witcher 3 is on the Switch right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> is there is there no decency in the world? <laughs> but, uh, like, whatever. I mean, realistically, unless it's Nintendo, you can wait, and then eventually you'll get it, whether you play on PC or any other, other consoles. Just wait. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But if it's something that Nintendo's making, oh, you need to buy whatever the fuck Nintendo's selling. Otherwise, you ain't getting it. What is it? Um, you still can't play that fucking um, Xenoblade, uh, like one of the Xenoblade games? I want to say Xenoblade 2? Uh, so Xenoblade 2 or Xenoblade 1? Whatever one was for the Wii U, you still cannot play unless you have a Wii U. Which is crazy. Because <laughs> that's sold terribly. But the Xenoblade Chronicle games are actually in so like they they are so well liked and in such high regard it silly <laughs> and then i believe the reason they won't port it to the switch is because like they gave an excuse like the excuse they keep giving is that there's no money in it even though all their fans keep asking for it essentially they just don't want to do the work but i'm off topic <laughs> but uh going back to my history of the lustrous xbox i've I have I have known about Halo since its since its inception. It's never been a game that actually did it for me. Uh, again, never had an Xbox, so was never gonna get that or anything like that. But at the same time, Halo was such a big fucking deal that I'd be stupid to call myself a gamer and not realize that. Hell, was it one of the worst things that happened for the G4 channel? When they did a live coverage of uh, E3 and then they didn't show like the Halo 3 trailer or something like that. They went to commercial when the trailer was playing. Stupidest shit in the world. <laughs> it's like upset so many fucking people. And then they made sure that make sure they made sure that that would never happen again. <laughs> but oh man, what are you gonna do? So if you called yourself a gamer, you'd be remiss if you never even heard of Halo. Um so Naturally so. I've already spoken about this before, but I was very interested in seeing the TV show upon them announcing that they were going to do a TV show. I was actually very interested and looking forward to looking at it because it's just given some insights to the content. Um, I've looked at some of the movies that have been involved in the Halo series um, and the overall concept is something I think is really interesting and cool. Uh, hell, the the initialization of Master Chief and the Spartan Project, I think is pretty cool in terms of how they were created for one purpose and then they have to fight fucking aliens. So they had to switch up. Like, that's dope. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Um, and then I've had a bunch of friends who have played the, um, these games. Hell, I had a friend who basically was just well into fucking playing it online like crazy. Uh, I believe they, uh, I believe like a, his favorite was Reach. Like that Halo Reach was like, he was like, that was like the better one when it came like their multiplayer um, that he's ever played. But now I really couldn't ask him about how he feels about Halo because he's just stuck on um, 2K. <laughs> oh, Brandon, uh, you make me laugh. But <laughs> I wonder what his insight would be to the show. I have to see if he watched it or not. But that's what I did. I watched the Halo show because, like I said, was interested, very interested to see what the fuck was going on. Now, 
I'm not the I'm not I'm not the most knowledgeable one when it comes to information about this character, but I do believe one of the defining features about Master Chief is the fact that he has never removed his helmet in game. Ever. I mean, ever. Yes, they shown his face in like one of the little fucking um 3D um animated movies, but <laughs> whoopty fucking do, Basil. <laughs> whoopty fucking do. But one of the aspects in the immersion of the video games themselves is that essentially the person who plays as Master Chief is you, you essentially are given that title. So while you're playing as this badass Spartan, you are like that, that that's who you are. You are Master Chief being this badass Spartan. So seeing his face does nothing because you essentially are visualizing yourself portraying this character. It's it's a small it's a small little psychological boost in terms of helping you with um identifying with the character, but it it's it's a cool thing nonetheless, you know? Hell, what is it like people actually have issues with the fucking um Doom game when you're capable of seeing the Doom Slayer's face through his um mask even though in the original Doom game you actually could like gauge your health based upon seeing his face like at the bottom of the screen it didn't change the fact that later on when he stopped doing that people just kind of liked not seeing the Doom Slayer's face like it just it just felt better but then upon giving them a face and like one of the when Bethesda gave him a face in like one of the later editions a lot of people got upset about that it didn't matter about the gameplay or nothing like that. It's just the fact that that's something that a lot of people just took personal because it is immersive. A video game has this feeling of you putting yourself in this character's shoes, you doing you doing what they do. <laughs> and it like, yeah, just because there are characters who faces you can see, Nathan Drake, for example, or Jack and Dexter, what are you going to name all Naughty Dog shit? No, of course not, Crash Bandicoot. But it doesn't change the fact that you still feel immersive in certain games when that's possible. And for something like first person shooters, for example, like, well, for example, like a uh, halo, as well as doom, those characters faces are really not, aren't really that mandatory to see. Um, you know, it's not really a core aspect of the gameplay to be constantly looking at their faces. So, Knowing that they're hidden behind a helmet, and even when you do see them in certain cutscenes and whatnot, it's just that their faces are hidden behind a helmet, and then you still can keep yourself immersed in playing as that character. It just, it just helps. It really does help. But this show decided to end on a note of them actually showing you Master Chief's face, and to what to what I could only describe as such a stupid, hollow, dumbass thing. I've ever seen. So this is way before I even get into the fucking review of the show. I just want to talk about him removing his goddamn helmet for a minute and just what that represent and what the fuck that means. Okay. Realistically, it this show already has way too much of vibes of copying the Mandalorian, which is gross, <laughs> but it does. It just it feels like it. And it's like, God damn it. As well as giving you the um, concept of, ooh, you're going to be this little girl's protector. But at the same time, the little girl is this head smart, quick witted, um, back and forth type of character. She needs help, but at the same time, she can think a little bit. But also, she's able to challenge your convictions, even though you're a fucking adult. But, you know, you have to listen to her because she's a child and she's thinking simply. Um, just just simple <laughs> she's thinking simple not simply she's thinking simple so a lot of the things it was like hey the answers were right there if you just like paid attention to this kid and then essentially just just really dumb shit uh a really boring concept to even issue within this um within this mythos and whatnot or with this world and i i don't really understand it but upon having a certain extent or getting a certain place within the show, which I'll go back to, um, you had it to where she essentially had a gunpoint at Master Chief. And like, this is like why he took off his helmet. She had a gunpoint at Master Chief and she was telling him like, what are you doing? Like, what did you do to me? What are you doing? And he was just like, listen, I need you to trust me because otherwise they're going to kill you. And like, why should I trust you? And then she had a gun and he was like, yeah, that gun won't do anything because of the armor I'm wearing. 
And then he takes off his helmet and he goes, if you want to aim, you got to aim up here. And then because of that, then she trusts him. And then she puts down the gun, slides it to him, and then he slides it back to her. And he was like, you're going to need that. And, and it's the stupidest thing ever. It's so fucking stupid. Because as a gesture, it was hollow. Because it didn't mean any fucking thing. The gun itself is pointless. It's it's useless, you know, and it's like to you. And all you're trying to do is help her. Explain the situation, her not trusting you. That's one thing. But considering the fact of um considering the fact of the matter that hey, they dropped the air, like, you know, just just explaining to her what happened would have made far more sense than him removing his helmet in order for him to be possibly killed because of her, which wouldn't have solved anything anyway. So it, it seems like, yeah, you, you're going for the notion or you're going for the concept of like, no, this is a, jump, a gesture to make her trust him. If you like, you know, if you want to do that route, but there was a million and one ways to possibly do something like that without having him remove his fucking helmet. I mean, again, it has the same feel of the Mandalorian from that gesture. But at the same time, when the Mandalorian did it the first time in like the second season, um, it was such a big deal or like, when he when he first did it in the at the end of the first season, or um, what the oh what is that like not at the end of the first season. I can't remember the first time he took off his helmet, um, but when he had to do it in like the second season when it was like he needed to um, then he he needed his face to get scanned in order for him to um, do this little tracking thing when he was at like the enemy base or something like that. I actually like that scene over him just outwardly taking off his helmet to show baby Yoda his face or whatever for no goddamn reason because of the fact that that situation and that scene you knew exactly what removing the helmet meant to him and whether or not you know Star Wars lore at all you understood how how powerful and how important that concept of him keeping his helmet on was to him so removing it so people can see his face which is something that literally is like against his fucking religion is is damn near um, up there with like a woman who's wearing like a, um, a hijab or um, a burqa or something like that, removing that in order to try and save someone's life. And it's like, this is a, that, that, that's a very religious and a very serious symbol. And you understand the meaning behind it because of the devout and the devotion to it. And, you know, and it's like, that's just, you know, in using that as an example in terms of like, you know, the real world, and that functions in terms of that religious aspect. But then in The Mandalorian, it was basically coaxed along along lines of basically episodes and, and like even the earlier beginning of the character being brought up and like how important the helmet was. And then even the great lengths that he would go to just to even remove the helmet or to make sure that people couldn't see him without his helmet. Yes, it just added on and added on and added on. Thus, like, it's like if you don't remove your helmet, then these people are going to die. But at the same time, it's something that you like, you feel strongly that you just can't and won't do. So having that emotional impact and that actually being drawn out, because I actually, when that scene happened, I was like, damn, like that's, that's a big fucking deal. And then it did it to where a whole bunch of people saw his face and it's like, yeah, what is the, like, there's going to be consequences for doing that later on because of what you come from in the order that you're a part of. So, that in itself had it had a bunch of layers of complexity added onto it, which made it such a meaningful situation. And that's just me going from that. The issue, and uh, well, the other thing is that basically it actually built up to this concept. So it didn't just happen on the first fucking episode. That way it could just be ridiculous. And then again, even when they did it at the end of the series on the last episode of the second season, when he just took his helmet off, like it wasn't no big things. We just say goodbye to baby Yoda. And it was like, yeah, this seems hollow. Like that situation seemed hollow of a gesture and more so that the actor wanted to get some FaceTime rather than actually meaning something, which would have been really, really important and significant to the character, thus making him remove his helmet. And it's like, yeah, he was saying goodbye to baby Yoda because he felt some type of way about him. But at the same time, nah, like he, him removing his helmet, seriously, the, the baby's more so often um, going to see him without the helmet than he is with the helmet, but whatever. Fuck that. So, it was 
it was odd. <laughs> like it, it was very odd in Halo when he did it because it came from nothing. All you had was him just saying that, yeah, the helmet just has all my diagnostics and whatnot. And so I don't take off the helmet. And then upon the girl freaking out, and then there's no reason for him to take off the helmet to get her to trust him, he takes off the helmet. And it was like, nah, dog, because this isn't a situation where it was like, you are literally up against a corner. This is a situation where it's like, dude, you can just calmly explain to this bitch and then she would get it. The girl isn't too young or too stupid to understand. And nor is this the same situation for something like uh, in The Amazing Spider-Man when he took off his mask to save a kid. Um, with the Andrew, the Andrew Garfield one, yes. When the very the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, when he's saving a kid from a car, is like a true Spider-Man-esque moment, where you have him trying to coax this kid who basically is like freaking out because he's teetering off the side of a bridge in a car, and then he just rips off his mask and he's like, "Hey, look, look, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. Let me help you out." And then he proceeds to save the fucking kid, and it's like, yeah, that situation in that moment matters because. Of what was going on. It was something where I was like, hey, I need to calm the kid down. Let me remove my mask and I'm going to still help him out. He's clearly freaking out. But in this, it's like, yeah, the girl isn't too young to where she wouldn't be able to understand something. The situation doesn't really require require you to remove your helmet in order to install trust. It, it, it just, there's so many fucking variables that are like, you don't need to remove your helmet for this. So the that already debunks the actual importance of the scenario as well as the fact that there has been no type of buildup to the removal of the helmet to even signify or symbolize any fucking thing in the first place. There, ergo, having it happen just seems really stupid. And then last but not least, he never does this in the video games. In the games of Halo, he's never removed his mask. He's never removed his mask. And he's a Toro Frente. <laughs> a Toro Frente never removes his mask. So by having him remove the helmet you ultimately just are just signifying that yeah we need to show this actor's face so we're giving him some face time which should never be the fucking case because you have someone um i can't, i do not know his name but the actor who basically who plays um was like the main dude from the boys um the the guy who got his wife um got got banged out by um what's his face uh homelander uh, she was raped, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, that, that horrible show that, uh, the, that guy, he played judge dread in the dread movie, which is such an underrated movie. I, like, I, I can't think of another movie that is, that is so underwhelmingly underrated than that movie that was literally bogged by the whole 3d concept when it came out in the theaters, but also just being a movie that just, had so much bad wind attached to it from the um, Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd movie that no one thought about anything, any anything. No one thought that it would be anything. Then come to find out that it basically was the Raid movie with Judge Dredd, and that's just fucking awesome. <laughs> just it's just like just really really good, fantastic actors, fantastic movie. The shit was great, but. One of the dope things about that movie is that Judge Dredd is known throughout the comics for never removing his helmet. When Sylvester Stallone did it in his movie, a lot of people got upset about it because that's not who the comic book character is. But Sylvester Stallone is the type of actor who basically be like, my face is more important than fans, which is disturbing and disgusting, <laughs> but it is how actors would think. Um, even considering the situation of what that movie did, and it was like he got disbarred as a judge and it was pushed into the outlands and whatnot. Ah, kiss my ass. The nigga not supposed to remove his helmet. That's his shtick. So when they did the Dread movie, when um the guy from the boys played um Dread, he never removed the helmet. In the entire movie, he never takes off. There's never even a moment where he removes it to like wipe his head and you just can't see his face or nothing like that. He never takes off his helmet. Because that's something that the character is prone to do. He does not remove his helmet. It's not necessary for him to remove his helmet ever. There's never given a situation to where he needs to at any point in time. Because he has other means of doing other things in other situations and whatnot. So, by never doing that and never establishing that, when they made that fucking movie, it was all the more better because of the fact that it stuck it to its guns by doing such a thing. It 
there's a reason for it, you know. <laughs> it's like it, if that's what exists within the original source material, then the least we can do is pay homage to it. And the fact that this stupid show in the first fucking episode couldn't even conceive doing that is disturbing. Hell, even got to the point where when he removed the helmet, it played music that was like, this is a highlight. This is something everyone has been waiting for for years, to see a face behind Master Chief. And ultimately, the only thing I could say to any type of fan out there is that at that moment is when you should have looked at the show and went, oh yeah, this is a purely stupid fucking fan fiction. <laughs> like that, that is going to hold no importance whatsoever to me or my fandom. And hopefully... I just it it'll pass over it'll pass over and I can go on with my life and liking Halo. Hopefully, that's the only that's the only advice I can give to any fan who were basically holding out hope until that moment. Because, like I said, uh, apart from it being a hollow gesture, as well as something that has absolutely no significance considering the situation I was present, it just ended on it just it just ends on the high note of being something that was just so un incredibly dismissive towards fans and just disgustingly horrible for anyone who could possibly enjoy the show um or anyone who possibly enjoys the games by just being such a ridiculous just just a ridiculous notion just oh let's have a pop his helmet off just see his face let me just show us your face show us your face that's what everyone wants they want to see your face and again, it just seems so stupid. <laughs> it just it didn't make any sense. And it's like it'd be a different conversation entirely if it was like, oh, he had to. Otherwise, what was he gonna do? And it's like, no, he just did it. So now now it just makes it stupid, stupid. <laughs> it's just so stupid. But okay. Now I'm gonna get into my review of the first episode of Halo. <laughs> Okay, first things first. Um, overall opinion on the first episode, this show is stupid. And it's stupid in a lot of ways, but I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah, yeah, that's my first initial response to that. Um, now, I'm not hate-watching this because there's nothing in this that is just abhorrently bad, as far as I can tell, much like when um, the boys are... Uh, um, Invincible, or just a uh, um, one division and shit like that, uh, where it's just essentially is like I'm kind of invested in what's going on, but realistically everything about it is just bother. It bothers the fuck out of me. Um, <laughs> it's nothing like that. This show was basically so blah. It, it just seems like it was written by someone who just sat in a room and watched everything imaginable and then it was just like i got a show for you it has absolutely no type of originality or feeling of its own show like it doesn't feel like it's its own thing it just feels like it's a carbon copy of so much other shit and that i believe is one of the worst aspects about the show this it does not hold its own as like this, its own separate entity or whatnot. It has the budget and the look of something that could be something, but because you really aren't taken back by anything, especially within the first episode, you would think to yourself, exactly why the fuck would I want to watch this if there's nothing going on? It's like, yeah, there's a lot of things happening, but nothing is going on. And I chalk this up to just so many bad ideas and just, or so many bad takes on like so many small individual shit that just makes this show kind of like weird rather than bad. It's just like, what, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you choose that over that? Or why would you film this over this? Who, who told you to get this actor to play this role? It just weird, insignificant shit that just kind of bogs you out in certain moments of the, um, of the show. So you start off with this whatever planet on this whatever colony thingy doing whatever. There's a bunch of people sitting there and they're just all basically soldiers and whatnot. They're kind of like rebel soldiers who um, fight against Marines. And then they start um, talking about uh, the Spartans. And um, upon them talking about the Spartans and how dangerous the Spartans are, then you come to find out their uh, general is looking, their general of that group is looking for his daughter. His daughter is out 
getting some flowers or whatever that can make people high. Because you know, all you you get all the ingredients to make a high nigga pie, and you you make a high nigga pie. <laughs> Upon getting drugs <laughs> from the ground, um, she discovers that essentially, uh, she basically finds an alien ship or a ship from the Covenant, um, who are the bad guys within the Halo series. Um, she finds a ship from the Covenant. She goes running, and. Uh, then a bunch of her friends are shot down and she's trying to run away, um, run back to the little camp where her people are at. Um, all of her friends get killed. And uh, then she sends up a little flare to signify that there's an enemy attacking. All right. I'm going to go back and um, establish why like a bunch of weird shit. Um, like again, where this weird shit kind of manifests from. In the beginning, the intro and talking about the Spartans and like their uh, dynamic in terms of the war and how dangerous they are in comparison to Marines it's really stupid because that that's kind of something like it's it's not anything special when they explain and talk about the Spartans. Honestly, I I, I would have felt that the concept of basically showcasing the fear that the other soldiers have for the Spartans would have probably been far more prevalent, uh, a, a better concept than actually having these people just talk about hearsay of the Spartans, which kind of lets you, which kind of gives you a Chekhov's gun type of situation. You know, it's like, oh, they're talking about the Spartans, so we're going to see Spartans at some point. <laughs> you know, so it, it's like, that's it's kind of lame and just really uninteresting uh, dialogue choice, really. Because, again, nothing was happening, and it just sparked this conversation about the Spartans. So really nothing to invest you on, like, yeah, why should I give a fuck about how dangerous the Spartans are? Why should I give a fuck about you people? You know, <laughs> it's like you guys just showed up and then they're promptly murdered. So, like, who the fuck cares, you know? But you don't get any symbolism of exactly, like, who you should feel is the good guy or the bad guy within the beginning of it, simply because all the people who are presented in the beginning get promptly murdered. And then the people whom they're talking about that are the bad guys essentially save their asses. But then the show turns around and then has them trying to murder like the lone survival survivor of the place. So nothing really fits or makes any fucking sense because they're just going back and forth in terms of the narrative. Um, but at the same time, it's just so all over the fucking place that it's not really anything to latch onto. Like you don't really give a fuck about what's going on with Master Chief because you haven't, like you know the little side char character chick longer than you've known Master Chief. So why the fuck should you care about what the hell is happening to Master Chief? Personally. It seems as if it would have made a better choice to showcase Master Chief and the Spartans getting prepared to go do a battle because they heard something was happening. And then them either arguing or talking about the fact that we're going to go save a bunch of people who are rebels, even though we really shouldn't care about them. And then you kind of have the opposition of introducing the fact of it doesn't matter if they're rebels or not. There's an alien threat coming that's, that's a threat to all of mankind. So we need to save those people as well. It gives you a chance to identify and then humanize who the fuck the Spartans are or what it is that they're trying to do. That way, when they go, when they're called into action and they do what they do, what happens to them, you're kind of interested in because it's like these guys are by the book soldiers that are just trained to kill and they do it. They, they just do it. No questions asked. You're given that in the very beginning. Then you give them a mission where they go do their job. Then afterwards, you start seeing that there's some chinks in the armor, which is what leads up to Master Chief basically going AWOL near the end of the episode. But you still had a, a, a reason to connect and identify with the goddamn characters rather than just have shit happen to them. And you just go, if you don't know anything about Halo or if you know Halo already, then you would really be interested in this. But we've already talked about how they pissed on anyone that's a fan of Halo. So it's not like that helps at all. But also, just as a narrative perspective, you don't know anything about anybody right now. So having these things happen doesn't do anything. It doesn't make you go, oh, I feel bad for this guy. It's like, I don't know this guy. So being a show that essentially has the mindset of going, we're doing all of this so people can get a fresh perspective of all these characters, then, bitch, you have to come at it with the same idea that someone has to have a fresh perspective towards his characters. Not that they know who this character is and then you're seeing your variation of it. No, nigga, I don't know who he is. So you have to let me know who he is first. Not just show me him. Not You don't just show me 
him doing stuff and then goes, that's who he is. It was like, no, nigga, <laughs> like, you have to do more than that. It was like, all right, he just shot a bunch of aliens. That's that's who Master Chief is. He shoots a bunch of aliens. No, it isn't. <laughs> it was like, there's more to his character. There's more to the, the concept of him being like he follows orders or he listens to the doctor chick or things like that. There has to be shit that I can piece together from what you've shown me, not just from just a few little motions, uh, a few little notions of stuff. And then it's like, yeah, that's the guy. He's your main character. You love him, right? It's like, no, bitch. Even in Mandalorian, they were smart enough to let you see the very first episode about the Mandalorian doing what he does. And then he meets Grogu. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I normally say Baby Yoda. I said Grogu. I did. I do apologize for that. His name is Baby Yoda. Calm the fuck down, Daniel. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but then after upon meeting Baby Yoda, there you go. <laughs> he then changes his whole perspective and his identity and how he does stuff. And then him getting him and then trying to bring him back and then understanding and going through the motions of everything, dealing with Baby Yoda shows you and brings to light who the Mandalorian is. You see what I'm saying? There's far more complexity within that character because you get to see him be himself before you introduce the scenario that shapes and defines this adventure. We already got to shape the character. We saw his devote his devotion towards um, the fucking Mandalorian code. We saw his disgust towards drones because of his past and the past trauma that comes with it. Was that shit in the first episode? I can't remember. But we've seen enough of the character by himself that you understand who this character is and what the fuck he is about. Thus, when the opportunity of him having to change or challenge all that in terms of protecting a new life comes into play, there's a reason. You give you give more sentiment to the reason for that. It's not questionable that this dude would break orders or go against his code in order to do something if this is something that we have perceived has been showcased within his personality. Yeah, Master Chief would totally risk his life or risk his job to protect this girl because these factoids, <laughs> not just because he got memories, because even the idea of just that you got some faint notion of a memory wouldn't stop you from being this all-powerful killing machine, bitch. <laughs> you like you follow orders to a T and you're all-powerful killing machine. I just had a few visions of like a family. What's up with that? I don't know. I guess I'm about to change and destroy everything that I've been taught to believe and work for because you're young. Three's company too. So just, just as a narrative, just as a narrative wise and trying to understand it and um, shape a character. You fucked up by immediately starting off with essentially who you're going to want this series to be about, which is the girl, because everyone knows Hollywood sucks, but it's just a terrible, terrible take to have on your first fucking episode <laughs> dealing with this shit. Oh my goodness. So even having it to where it's like Halo revolves around the story of Master Chief. There is no denying that. That is what the games are about. Every game you're playing is Master Chief, except for the spinoff series. So if you're making a show that's presently, that's, that's supposedly about Halo, then that means it needs to be about Master Chief. But you open up with a character that ain't Master Chief, and you've seen and have more involvement with that character than you do with Master Chief. And so I am led to believe that this show is not about Master Chief, you motherfuckers. So... What exactly was running through your brains when you was having this shit happen? It just so it's just so ridiculous and so stupid. So one of the things that introducing the actual main character, which is a Korean girl whose name like I refuse to remember, because who the fuck cares? And she has the stupidest haircut. Um <laughs> she's she's basically getting drugs with her friends, and then upon her getting drugs with her friends, you kind of have a moment of her looking at one guy like, ooh, and the guy looking at her like, ooh. And then it's like nothing's gonna happen <laughs> because this show is stupid. And so he's like the first person to die. <laughs> 
Well, you know, he's the second person to die. And then she like screams out his name as everyone's trying to run away and push her so they can run while she's like, no. And then it's like, oh, see, told you, you ain't going to get no dick. <laughs> then the rest of her friends are slaughtered. But then this is where a lot of the weird shit starts. So like that was one of the weird things that happened because everyone was slaughtered except for her. And was it because all of them took drugs and she was sober? I don't know. But a scene of her getting chased kind of ends with her basically being kind of trapped so she can let loose a signal flare, which I assume was going to help her somehow so she can find a way to get away while she was under heavy fire because she was still being shot at. It shows the flare go up. The scene cuts to the soldier rebel people preparing for battle. And then it cuts to her running into the place and i was like wait what how did she get away from the fire like they were shooting at her you didn't see them stop shooting so she can light the flare or then be distracted because of the flare or anything they just they were already shooting at her and they knew her location so she was already in a position where it was like it seems like no way out so how did she get out bad bad editing <laughs> right there uh one of the main notions of bad editing but um then you have the aliens proceed to the base. They fucking wreck everybody and whatnot. They literally have a vault, which is just a door. <laughs> and it was like, it's a bunker, a safe bunker or whatever. And it's just a fucking door. It's just a metal door, like every other metal door in the entire compound. They're not underground. They're not safely hidden. Hell, they even have blinds on the door so they can lift them open. You can see directly outside and everyone outside can fucking see you. And it made absolutely no sense. And there were nothing but women and children inside of this, behind this door in this little small room with one exit. And uh, the main girl goes there. Then she's like, my dad's in trouble. I need to help. And then she gets on the ladder to get out of the place. And then after, immediately after she gets out of the place, what happens? Of course, everyone is gunned down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> women and children screaming, oh no, the covenant is so evil. <laughs> stupid so stupid because the girl runs out saying she needs to go help her father and then she promptly does nothing all she does is run and hide makes absolutely no sense now if she ran picked up a gun started trying to shoot and then just kept getting scared or whatnot the gun getting slapped out of her hand the thing shooting at her hitting the gun or her getting shot at then running away scared and everything like that fine that that would make sense but that's not what happened. You just have her go, I need to do something. Then she runs outside and stands around looking at the carnage. That is not doing something. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it stopped you from getting killed for sure. But you yourself aren't doing anything. So that was stupid. Then after that, the Spartans jump down and then they promptly start killing the aliens. One of the funny things is that you see on Master Chief's HUD screen, actually kind of looks like the video game um screen uh it was a lack of blue <laughs> from the original but hey beggars can't be choosers but um it even gave it like the little um the shield uh like to see the signal for like the shield being used and whatnot all of that stuff uh and it was like huh it was like it could have been better but huh but then the show had some questionable editing choices there's a scene where Master Chief throws his gun and then they show a 3D rendered version of his gun after he threw it. He had the real thing in his fucking hand. So when he threw it and then it was the rendered version, it was very, very unsettling and very noticeable <laughs> into the eyes. And it made no sense that you wouldn't have stopped, wasted time to film him throwing the gun or the gun landing um, away from him then it would for you to go back and render in a whole 3D gun and then um, position and edit that to reenact that scene. Fucking weird. And then there is such a huge dissatisfactory shift between the live action version of the person wearing the suit and the 3D version that they have of Master Chief in the suit. It is so obviously bad <laughs> that it makes you wonder why they didn't just film this shit happening at night where these um, interactions could have been less noticeable. 
but instead having it in broad daylight and then it's like you can clearly tell where they cut one from the other as the animated thing looks far more hyperbolic and way more exaggerated in their motions basically a hell of a lot similar towards the video game and then when you see the real life person in the suit it's bulky clunky and it just doesn't seem like it's even practical to fucking wear the damn thing in the first place but what do i know <laughs> but it's just so glaringly in your face bad when it does the shift and like the change from effect to live action that like even even the color and the lighting is weird <laughs> like there's so many different shots that they do like there's a shot when they first saw the, when they show the main girl standing on top of a hill and i was confused because i was like why is she in a 3d background and the light is wrong because then it cuts to when her friends are walking up behind her and then they're like where's the drugs <laughs> And when it cut then, it's like, okay, now you're actually in a location. You're actually at a place. But what? <laughs> it's like, why did you do that? Because the lighting on you was terrible. It was just terrible. So whoever's doing the effect for these or the editing is really bad at their fucking job because it is clearly bad. Very bad. So now. You then, um, everyone is killed, blah, blah, blah. Her dad dies. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Spartans go find what the aliens were doing there in the first place. They were looking for alien artifact stuff. Um, Master Chief touches it. It glows. And then he's like, he'll transport the alien artifact along with the survivor back to HQ. And they're like, that's against protocol. And he's like, I got it. And it's like, oh, no, he's breaking protocol. Will he go against the grain, changing the narrative, determining his own destiny? Is that what he's going to do? I'm not so sure, sir. <laughs> not only that, but they're like slowly building up um, Cortana. And I know what Cortana is because <laughs> that's like the AI program that's in Halo that he talks to and whatnot. But I'm really not looking forward to seeing it because it seems like they're using the 343 Studios new Cortana rather than what was originally done as Cortana, who had games. God damn. If you look at old pictures of like the old Cortana, you'd be like, shit, that debit. Mm, damn, that, that AI thick. <laughs> And it's like the new one, bitch, wear a suit. And it's like, what? <laughs> what is this? You're an AI program. You you don't care about clothes. <laughs> and it's like the guy looking at you isn't objectifying you with his eyes when he's looking at you. You're an AI program. Oh, my goodness. Can't have nothing. It's like, let, let us not forget that this was a game that was predominantly played by little boys. So, obviously, that was very appealing. Sex appeal. Hell, we can have um, Marissa Tomei dress up as um, fucking... Uh, was it Marissa Tomei? Damn, I can't remember. I want to say it was. Was it Marissa Tomei who was Mystique in the X-Men movies? I cannot remember. Her and um uh, uh, uh Jennifer Aniston. Not Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Um Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, her and Jennifer Lawrence wear those skin tight, wear their skin tight mystique suit. And bitch. <laughs> it's like, did, did, did was anyone other than the fact that they were cold? Did any were there any problems with that in anything? No, not at all. Why? Because that's that was the character. Hell, it was weird that they did in the X Men movies, considering the fact Mystique does wear clothes. <laughs> in the comics, why was she full naked? <laughs> I don't even. Oh, man, I felt like I thought about that a long time ago and then just forgot about it because it was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's like, it's Mystique. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> oh, man, but she did have a bomb-ass dress, though. They wear her red hair. Like, like if it was the if it was the fiery red hair, like, the red hair that they gave her on the X-Men movies was kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't pop as well as it should have. You know, I think that's just costume design fault. Uh, but it should have popped. And then, like, you get that fiery red hair. She has that lipstick. And then, like, her eyes are pure white. And she got that, that, the, the, um, that long white, almost damn near look like a turban type of dress with the, um, with her little belt buckle. Fuck. 
It's a dope ass costume. Like that look is cool. That's that's the iconic mystique look. And then um, what's his name? The dude who did uh, Unusual Suspects. He went made that bitch naked. <laughs> that bitch naked. I don't want her to do a martial arts flip, kicks, and all that shit, and be fucking Wolverine up. And it's like, yeah, she can still wear her dress. And do that, man. You sound stupid as hell. <laughs> that bitch naked. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> but oh, <laughs> oh no, Cortana needs to wear a dress. And I believe, like in the new Halo game, like they even got rid of the old Cortana to make way for a new AI program that essentially does Cortana shit all over again. But she just wears clothes, and it's like, why? And it's like, well, three four three studios. It's like, oh, <laughs> even still for the show which is more like super ridiculous to me is that they contacted and talked to 343 Studios, but 343 Studios ain't the people who started Halo. Bungie did. Why not talk to them? I'm not saying that you need to include them in anything or or, like have their studio or part of nothing like that, but to talk to the original fucking creators or something. Jesus Christ. Such a huge missed opportunity. (laughs) Such a stupid concept, but whatever. So, Reeling in from Master Chief, basically getting memories and taking a girl by himself. You then have a situation that I just saw as like really, really fucking stupid. And it just didn't make any sense. Again, narrative wise. So you had the girl being the lone survivor who's being taken back to the base of the people who essentially she's been like her family has been fighting against. Like her dad has been wanting to fight against and whatnot. Also, they started her off as like the little um, unabashed dreamer. As um, she was being told by her friends, you know, and it was like, um, "This is, we're going to miss this when you're gone. Nah, I got to leave. There's more out there for me. I just, I got to see something. That dreamer bullshit in Space Odysseys is so fucking old and just had, just it's so played out of a concept because initially those are always the characters that then go on the adventure. Never something different. Have a character that essentially doesn't want to go out or leave or anything like that. I got everything I want here. I'm happy here. That's fine. And then they're put in a situation where they have to adapt and then go out and see the new world. When you have a character that wants to go see the new world, all I can look at it and go, so someone like Star Wars, because this is Luke Skywalker all over again. It's it's Luke Skywalker all over again. It's the adventure he it's the adventure he needed, but not the one that he wanted. <laughs> that's that's it. That's all that it is. Oh my goodness. So there, there's nothing really spectacular about her having that type of personality trait or anything like that and then again by making her that typical female um protagonist tag along it's like nigga come on they did this shit in what the original last of us um like there's so many different games that basically have that concept and it's such a ugh, it's such a whatever type of deal when it comes to like a when it comes to a um, when it comes to a series that you essentially are looking towards for one particular character, having that little tag along thing is just really fucking annoying. Um, ooh, Jackie Chan Adventures, Dragon Ball GT, Rapan, uh, <laughs> both little girls with black hair, fuck. But it's such an annoying thing, you know. It's like it just it. It's like you don't need to do this. Like other people have done this. It it doesn't catch on the way how you think it catches on. Look at what happened to I mean, if you're gonna copy Mandalorian, at least copy it right. Look at what they did with Baby Yoda. The fact that he was just retarded. <laughs> like he was ridiculously stupid and uh cute and affectionate, but at the same time very useful <laughs> considering certain situations and what was going on that it only warranted and established the little father-son bond that him and the Mandalorian actually built up over time, where he would constantly reach for the little ball on the, um, on like the little control thing. And then the Mandalorian just eventually just would give it to him and hand it to him because it just, he just keeps playing with it because he's a little baby. So situations like that was stuff that made the character adorable and people just revered and loved him. When you just have this girl that's constantly dogging out your supposedly main character, people generally don't like those characters. So why the fuck would you continuously do something that essentially is a, a is not a likable character, nor do they have any likable traits? They're just kind of there. And then the character and then like the main character or the supposed main character in this scenario has to tolerate that person's um, personality. 
it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's really, really fucking stupid. It'd be totally different if the character was enduring, if I actually liked the girl off Inception, but you gave nothing but multiple reasons and excuses to not like this bitch. So, I don't know what the plan is there. But it ain't a good one. So, So then the girl gets knocked out and then she wakes up on the ship with Master Chief who's taking her back while looking at the little alien artifact. Then she gets um, a call from like HQ or whatever from Master Chief HQ to tell her exactly the scenario of what's going on and what's going to happen to her. Because like they're bringing her back here and everything. It's like, sorry about what happened, but literally you are the only survivor. Everyone else fucking died. Um, it's like everyone else is fucking dead. You're the only survivor. But um, what we, um, it's like, so what we would like for you to do um, it was like, yeah, you see, there's an alien threat out there and we're just trying to get everyone else to understand and realize that there is a bigger deal going out there than just this small little incursion that we have going back and forth with the rebels and whatnot. There's, there's bigger shit. Like realistically, there's bigger shit happening right now. And sorry to say, but it's like, you're just seeing the damage that they can do. These people can't be stopped by your conventional weapons um they're dangerous as shit the only people only things that we can see that can even hold up against these goddamn aliens are the spartans and they only got a few of them motherfuckers around so it would behoove you to go on you know go on tv or something and let everyone know about the coming threat no let them know that this shit isn't just propaganda or like the stuff that we were doing before when we were trying to defeat them yeah but you got to put that shit aside because right now all of humanity is at danger we have an alien, <laughs> like we have an alien invasion happening. God damn it. This shit is real. And then she proceeds to attack the damn girl talking about this shit. Jesus Christ. She was like, my father just died because he wanted to fight against you guys. And now you're telling me to go on TV and tell all my people. And they're like, what the fuck? Seriously? Did you not understand the severity of the situation? This, this, this concept does not work. When the situation itself vastly outweighs the whatever predicament your people find themselves in. If people are fighting for clean water and you're telling them that aliens are coming, <laughs> and they're like, well, why do I need to go with you? We just don't have any clean water. And it's like the people whom you're with that want to have clean water. Yeah, they're all dead right now because of the alien invasion. You're literally the only one left still asking for clean water. So if you come over here, we'll give you all the fucking clean water that you want. But there's aliens. There's aliens coming. <laughs> there's bigger issues to deal with right now. It's aliens. Well, I'm not going to help you until we get some clean water. It's like, Jesus Christ, are you this stupid? How can you be this stupid? So then essentially that's kind of what she does. And it's like, I can tell them. I can go on TV and I'll tell them all lies. I'll tell them that, that the Spartans attacked and killed everybody. And it's like, why would you though? What is that game? What, what do you get out of that? Like, you're not helping anybody. And it's like, and then what's even dumber is that basically it didn't decide to establish that concept to her. Because again, this show is stupid. So there is no negative towards anything that the girl does. There's just, there's just her and her reasoning. And so her reasoning is always right because she's a female warrior in the making. <laughs> so you have a situation where it's like, I can get up there and lie to everybody and tell them that the Spartans attack. That way, nobody will want to unify and help you. But that will just mean that all of those different colonies will wind up getting killed like your colony. See, the issue that your colony faces is the fact that the Spartans weren't able to come there quick enough. But if we're all working together, then we can stop the aliens. This concept of unity or this own like emancipation, whatever, whatever the fuck it was that they wanted, it literally needs to wait until we stop these aliens all of that can wait until we stop the aliens that's how important this is the fact that you've seen firsthand at the damage that they can do should let you know how important this is the fact that this goes it goes so over the concept of just typical bureaucracy as this is like this is a actual human extinction level threat because of the fact that it's an alien invasion but it's not presented that way to the main girl. Ergo, she does not have to face the consequence of thinking that way. Because again, she's a future female warrior in the making. She can never be wrong. 
So that's just how they end that. And then it's like the person talking to her just kind of goes away as if they had no leg to stand on or like they just had to go with her threats or whatever. And so then because the girl is not compliant, these people who essentially categorized her and all of her people as enemies are considering fucking killing her, which never crossed her dumbass mind. Because again, you're on an enemy ship going to the enemy's base that don't like you. <laughs> they already don't like you. You're the only survivor. You have absolutely no type of leverage whatsoever or a leg to stand on. And because your brain and all of your quick-witted, quick-thinking, I'm super smart, future female warrior, <laughs> never be wrong mindset, you then put yourself in a situation where it's like, I can easily push your ass out this airlock. And it never crossed your mind that that's a possibility to happen. Seriously? Really? Like, you, you fucking kidding me? No. And so because of that, then Master Chief gets the order to kill this bitch, which he does not take because that's kind of fucking crazy especially also really underwhelming for the character to where it's like oh they just order you to kill a kid and you'll do it um are you sure this guy's supposed to be the main character they told me that he's supposed to be the main character yeah i know he is in the video game in the video game does he ever do situations like that normally in a video game you just fight aliens because that's the point of the games so this trying to dive deeper dealing with bureaucracy dealing with the scientists basically being enamored with the study of Master Chief and the alien artifacts and whatnot. A whole bunch of other layers to shit that basically doesn't make any sense because we haven't even gotten to the nitty gritty of what the fuck Halo is in its um in its entirety yet. That it absolutely makes no sense or no reason to showcase these things anyway. But they're doing it nonetheless. Because again, I need to reiterate, this show is... What is that, ladies and gentlemen? Stupid because it has this weird dumbass notion of basically following the same tropes that every other fucking tv show does nowadays where in order for you to grasp hold of everything going on you need to show multiple different perspectives of multiple different characters all happening within the same fucking time in real time otherwise you couldn't possibly understand what's going on it's not like following one character and understanding who the fuck this character is before you cut off and deviate to somebody else matters. No, 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 no. I need to give Baxter, I need to give emotional feedback, and I need to make sure all of these goddamn people are well-known and well-versed in all of this bullshit that's going on. Because that's totally important right now. I don't remember anyone talking about how Halo and the scientist chick that did the Spartan program had to deal with... um you know, the higher up people just kind of being like, we don't like you. We don't trust you. You bam, 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 bam. But that's our biggest military asset. Well, you're on thin ice, missy. <laughs> who, who the fuck? Why? Why? Now, positive note, the aliens don't look half bad. Uh, the aliens from the covenant, they look half bad. They weren't, they weren't terrible. Um, and that, that was okay and uh even giving them shields so when the spartans fought them you see the shields on them as well as the shields on the spartans and i was like yeah that seems like the games <laughs> so that's cool i guess but that's kind of as far as that went in terms of the positive <laughs> now there's an um an indian actress that's on the first episode who basically was the antagonist towards the um the doctor that made or did the Spartan project or whatever. And I don't know why they hired her. She was not a good actress. Like this, she just wasn't a good actress. She was incredibly stiff. I seen a lot of her lines were incredibly forced and her face just seemed to want to make up different expressions for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't, I can't tell you how fucking weird it was looking at this. And it was like just having the camera cut to her every five seconds when Master Chief did something in his ship um, leading back to like the HQ or whatever near like the final moments of the scene. And it just seems so ridiculously forced narrative wise to kind of use her as the exposition. Now, why on earth would your Spartan take off his helmet? Oh, I need a reaction from you and I need a reaction from the doctor. But it doesn't work. Because it doesn't mean anything. I'm seeing it already. But again, it has the same emotional effect if whether you realized it or not. I don't, this doesn't mean anything to me. Because the nigga just did it and I just met his ass. So having you respond as if, oh my God, he never does that, doesn't fit 
nor does it feel right simply because it seems like you're going off the notion of the video games, which this is not. So fuck you. <laughs> fuck you right at the ass. But the, the, Jesus Christ, the Indian actress that they had, she just was really bad. It was like even her walking was stiff. And it was like she was doing the typical asshole. Um, I got power over you. You do what I say. Shut this down. Don't shut that down. You do this or you could just go back. You ain't got to listen to me and nothing like that. And I just thought like, yeah, we seen this a million times before, but wouldn't it have been better if the doctor was like um, a different counteract to that rather than just being, I'm all about science, 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 science. And you have an asshole or something or just someone who's able to go around the bureaucracy or go around the person to get whatever it is that they want. And then the other person kind of is threatened by them because it's like, I have better connections than you do because I can actually facilitate and bring results while you are just a pin pusher. Having someone confront a, like a, a, a high ranking military general with that type of logic is not something that you see every now and um, it's not something that you see all the time, as well as it would have been a refreshing uh, understanding of the doctor, because then you, then you would know exactly how much power that she has. I mean, the lady ordered her Spartans to kill anybody that tries to hurt Master Chief, and they were willing to do it because that is how important he is to her. But it also shows you because it also shown you because of how much they kept talking about it, how big of a military asset he actually was. These assholes are about to go into an alien invasion, looking at them as if like, ah, we could do some more, especially considering that uh, because I know from the little movie that was about how they were made, how long it takes to actually make the fucking Spartans and then what that test and that um, project itself was. There's no doing that quickly or having that being done again or anything. So it makes no sense to just have someone that's like, I never liked you or your programs and whatnot, and I stuck my neck out too much, but now you done pissed me off. You keep pissing me off, but you done pissed me off from the last time. And I want you to know I'm going to do this nice and slow. That is a goddamn Spider-Man reference, if you did not know, when Green Goblin fought Spider-Man in the end. So, gotcha. <laughs> But essentially, like, just having that type of character, and it was like, I'm the one who was in charge here, and I make the rules, and you have to watch. And it's like, that wasn't part of the deal. And it was like, that, that, I changed the deal. Pray I don't change it anymore. <laughs> it's still getting better every second. I don't like Star Wars, damn it. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so... Then you have that crap happen. Then you have um, Master Chief basically uh, shit happens to where the, like the plane lands or whatever. And then like they're about like military people surrounded. They're about to breach it and get open and then get him or whatnot. He still ain't got his helmet on because it's like that totally makes sense considering the fact that he might get fired upon. Then he gets up, goes towards the alien artifact. Unwarranted, unnecessary. He just looks at it and then gets up and walks to it. It'd be different if it made a sound, if it like glowed or pulse or something that then would attract his attention, but it doesn't. He just looks at it, gets up, slowly walks to it, ever so fucking slowly, only to build drama and tension, which is basically a bad thing if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I always say, if you want to build up tension and, um, and, and like, or, um, like to build up tension and, um, like thrills, if you will, I say always look towards like the first screen movie, the first and the second screen movie. Because those do it masterfully, making you just constantly just being like, I'm on edge because you don't fucking know what's going to happen. Yeah, the first screen movie does that very well. Um, but so it's like when you're trying to do that, you you need to typically look towards that concept uh, of building up tension about a scenario, but not in the way that this show did. It just had him slowly walk to the alien artifact to slowly touch it. But it, it was unwarranted as well as like really nonsensical. And then he touched it and then it pulsed and it just basically made an EMP wave that knocked everything else out, but charged up his ship so then they could fly away. And it's like, but you didn't know that was going to happen. It was unwarranted that you touched it. And it probably would have made more sense if right when the um, main girl got knocked back from the thing that dropped the ship, he also got knocked back. And then when he got knocked back, he looked and he saw the alien artifact and he reached out to touch it. And then it activated the way that it did, thus knocking everything out. And then he jumped up and got started um, firing the ship. That would have been better. 
But again, this show is stupid. So stupid. <laughs> so that's generally it. And then that's how the first episode ends. He's just with the girl and they flew off into space, never to be seen from again. Probably because they fucking killed him. So. <laughs> but yeah, really an uninspiring, uninteresting slugfest of a show. The action scenes when they fought the aliens, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was it was okay. It was really okay. But that's it. Left no lasting impression whatsoever. Nor did it do anything that was like, oh yeah, this is this is dope. This is goals. This is this is a groundbreaking show or something like that. And it was like, nah, dude, this is just kind of iffy. And it's just really, really choppy. The editing is really bad. Some of the effects um, are very terrible um, in certain situations. Um, the main female girl, who's going to soon be a female warrior, I can never be wrong, is just unappealing. <laughs> like, as a character, as a whole, everything about her is unappealing. Got a boy haircut already, and, and like, she got a boy haircut. Um, it, it's just, like, just... Ugh, <laughs> it's just the ugliest haircut. Jesus Christ. And she's Korean with the boy haircut. It's like, why would you do that? She does not look appealing with that haircut. She looks very weird with that haircut. Ugh, it's just not good. <laughs> oh, and things go wrong. Uh, and just the narrative of the entire show itself just seems really, eh, been there, done that, boring. It just seems very, very boring. Very, very boring. <laughs> it just seems so boring and so stupid. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. So that's it. I know that this isn't really going to do anything later on. I mean, I've seen one or two trailers to sit there and go, oh, yeah, this is a uh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> but again, I like space adventure um, shows like this. Uh, so just for content-wise, I don't mind myself watching it. I mean, it's not like I got anything else better to do. And with that, I'm going to end this one. <laughs> That'll be all, folks. That'll be all. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Did y'all know that line is from a very stupid movie? Babe? That is from Babe. <laughs> that is, that is, he was going to kill that pig. He was going to kill it. Did <laughs> And then he says, that'll do. He had no reason to respect that bastard. Jesus Christ, he was going to murder him. <laughs> that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, is that better than Halo? But I, I don't know. Both are equally stupid.